Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Good morning, Perry. How are you? I am well, Shannon. It was a really unproductive day for me today. How are you on this beautiful, I guess it's what, almost noon there for you? It's doing pretty good. I've already been very productive so far. I've actually planned on cleaning the entire house after this because it's well overdue. Oh, yes. I uh, I split a, a list with Will and I, and uh, and so he finally finished his Saturday list this morning. <laughs> but the house is clean at this point. So. You know, house cleaning, like the actual having to house clean is high on my priority list because yesterday I was off and I think I put maybe six hours into my video game. You know, no shame because I'm currently off from school like a week between classes. Exactly. You have to enjoy your time off when you have it because otherwise you'll just be miserable constantly. So. Yeah, and I'm getting close to the end of classes at this point because I'm pretty sure I should be finishing my bachelor's. Yeah, you should be at least in your last year, for sure. I, yeah, I definitely am. I should be, be. I should be finishing. I think this December or the spring semester. Oh. I'm. I'm honestly not sure. I'm like right there though. Oh my gosh, this December is like, like these will be your last three or four classes if it's this December, yeah. right? Yeah, that's where you're at. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to look because I'm like so scared to be like BT Dubs. You actually have five more classes. <laughs> And then you have the choice of like, do I kill myself and do all five classes at once, or do I make this easier no, God, on no. myself? I mean, you could. You just probably have to like quit your job, so you can really focus on. Not it. yet. <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. I'm really excited to finally be at the end, and I'm even more excited knowing that like I'll be starting my master's next year, and hopefully where we end up next, mm-hmm. I can start working in my field opposed to customer service because I think I've hit my breaking point in customer service. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you have less than a year, right? Before you can quit yeah, your job. Yeah. So close. Well, then you can start giving them it the attitude so in like six more months. <laughs> I think I've just hit the point where I don't have much fight left. Yeah. That's the point of it. I don't have much fight. I just kind of look and I'm like, okay, this is the chaos we're dealing with today. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, my lunch is at one. I will be taking we'll that. It will yeah. be exactly that long. It will not be a minute sooner. I will be coming back. Yeah. For me, like I all of August and pretty much all of July was terrible just because we were so short staffed and I was like babysitting a bunch of properties and stuff. And um and they finally got more people in. They hired more people and I got them up and running and training. And then they told me that uh, one of the interns who just made accountant is going to be doing all the work for three of my properties i literally just have to review the financials and send them out and like hmm, yes this is an appropriate apology i will accept <laughs> so i'm less mad i'm just like okay i'll just cancel the meetings with the recruiters now like <laughs> oh i was so upset but guess what though hopefully that means things will get lighter and you'll be going into the holidays before you know it Speaking of holidays, Will and I are actually going to be going and seeing our, well, his parents, so my in-laws. I'm really excited for that. So we're going to be going. That's exciting. Over the long weekend. And I think that'll be nice. I know yeah, he misses we, them. We decided that we are not going to go back for a wedding. I don't know if I discussed this on the podcast. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't. <laughs> okay. But his sidebar, Shannon was like, hey, Perry, we should get together in October. And she's just now telling me live uh, that that's not going to happen. 
Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, what it is is um, due to the massive spike in the Delta cases, yeah. along with Japan mm-hmm. being still in a state of emergency and Japan making it extremely hard. It's not hard to get out of here. It's really hard to come back. And the biggest yeah. thing is I don't want to possibly get, tra- I don't want to say trapped, but stuck in mainland for a couple days to possibly up to two weeks. Right. And then get a flight home and then possibly have to deal with other COVID, you know, restrictions and stuff. Yeah. We're still trying to minimize our contact. And it's just really frustrating. the spike in cases, you know. There's no need to make it worse if you don't have to. You know, I know some people have to work in a public setting. Some people have to X, Y, Z. But if you can avoid it, like, why not just avoid it? Like, why just not? add to the risk if you don't have it's just not worth it like it's just i'm really aiming not to be hospitalized again my whole the rest of the time (laughs) i'm here i've already did my fair share so and i've already put i've already spent far too much of tricare's money yeah but speaking of hospitals um part of the housekeeping i wanted to talk about today i guess we'll just slide on into housekeeping so positive housekeeping positive housekeeping biden just signed in to affect the pause act p-a-w-s not like oh stop wait a minute pause act and that is actually going to allow the va to cover the cost of vets with ptsd to have service dogs it's through one particular company. It's called Canines for Warriors. So if you have a vet that's all messed up in the head and could use a dog, they can pay for a service dog because they're expensive. Like they a well-trained are, dog. There's a lot of training that goes into them. Um, Shin, do you have any housekeeping? Anything you want to mention? I do want to mention something. This is not necessarily as cute and adorable and positive. I know this episode's not going to be coming out until early September. I do want to send my prayers and thoughts towards the family members who have lost um the active duty members in afghanistan yeah it's awful i i hate it the most because like they're babies they're babies and they remind me all of them were very young like the one that i know had a baby on the way i mean that baby probably came out by now when this it hurt it hurts my heart and i just I don't know. By the time this comes out, there might be more. And I yeah, just... and it's it's really frustrating with everything that's obviously going on in that area. But I know that kind of shook the community. I know I don't really say anything on my social media about it because I don't know how to put my words. Even right now, I still don't know how to put my words. Yeah, but it still terrifies me, and it makes me really sad for all the family members that have lost and then family members that have members that are there right now and they're probably petrified that they're going to get a phone call next so like my heart goes out to them yeah me too this is you know this is the a little heavy it is and this is the whole part of why you know being a military spouse is terrible because sometimes you know our people don't come home and so just be kind yeah, to everybody during this time. Everyone be nice to everyone because you don't know where yeah. their people are, what they're going through. Everyone handles it different. So. Kindness doesn't cost anything. It really doesn't. It, it doesn't hurt you 
to send a message to someone like, hey, man, just checking in on you, mm-hmm. you know, or if you do know someone who is possibly has a member that's deployed, even if you're not really friendly with them, just shoot them a message if they ask them if they need anything. Maybe see if they just need to check mm-hmm. in. It doesn't hurt. Kindness costs nothing. But, um, okay, let's transition over to the NMR of the week. And this one is another NMR brought to you by Shannon. Shannon, what do you want to tell us about it? Starting September all the way through October, we decided to flip our theme a little bit to spooky stuff. Because because Shannon loves spooky stuff and today is her birthday. Your birthday is when it comes out, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. And today is her birthday. So we're going to do whatever Shannon wants because it's her birthday. I mean, if we could do whatever Shannon wants to do on her birthday, (laughs) I would be somewhere in a tropical island. Oh, wait, you are. Oh, yeah. You're not by yourself. (laughs) We're going to send some positive vibes that I'm going to have a nice drink in my hand, actually, on my birthday. Okay. Okay. But let's 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 pull it back a little bit to how we were playing on rolling with a little bit more of a spooky theme. So this week is going to kick off spooky season for us. So the MMR is going to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Harry. Yes. Do you have a favorite or most memorable horror slash thriller movie you've ever seen? Okay, so I am not one for horror movies. Um, I don't really know why. Like, to me, like, there's some episodes of Criminal Minds that's, like, too much horror for me. Um, but I do remember, and I think this might be why I don't like them, but I remember when I was... I was probably like 12. I saw one of the final destinations. Whichever one came out in like 2004. It might have been the first or second one. I think that's when they started. I think it was probably the second. And I don't remember most of that movie, but I do remember two scenes. The first one is a man at the gym and two weights come in and crush his head from either side. (laughs) Um, And the second one. Is the one that scarred 99% of all millennials is the driving on a highway behind a logging truck and the log yeah, still falls out and smashes through his head. Um, so that has permanently altered the way I drive on highways. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that. that was my most memorable horror movie. I've ever seen. Um, what about you? I know you have a wider uh, collection of horror movies that you've seen. Well, I know for me, I i mean, for goodness sake, I love American Horror Story. That's obviously in a movie that's a series. So, like, I i love all things spooky. Year, I'm one of those people that I would keep spooky stuff up year-round if I could. Mm-hmm. So, for movie-wise, for me, I would have to say standalone movie, Hush. It is on Netflix. It's a movie that's been out, I think, a couple years, and it's more of a thriller, less than spooky. It's, I guess, the basis of the movie is this girl who is deaf. A guy goes to break into her house, but because she's deaf, she can't hear him. I've seen that one. I watched it. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, I like it was good, but I didn't like it. Oh, it, it kept me on the edge of my seat. And most of the time, because oh. I grew up watching scary movies. I mean, Rememberable Movie was one of the classic Amityville horror movies mm-hmm. that probably helped start my fear of basements. 
But, um, Perry, are you excited for this episode? I am not as excited as you are, but I'm excited. (laughs) This week's episode is we decided to go with spooky faces. Yes. We try to stick. So haunted faces. The bases that we're covering, there's no particular order, and mm-hmm. all information that is going to be talked about is all public knowledge, mm-hmm. so there's nothing that we're making up. We're literally reading from, like, the 15 different articles I pulled late yeah. Saturday night and was home alone and spooked myself. I'll even admit it. <laughs> Love it. I did it uh, in the middle of the day. Uh, and it was much easier when I was going over through everything in the middle of the day. Um, so yeah, Shin, you want to kick it off? Okay. So the first one I ended up picking was Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio. This base is, reminds you, the starting point of, what is it, aviation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Wright brothers or whatever brought their stuff up there. That's the Wright and the Wright-Patterson. Wilbur and Orville. So here comes... These are the claims that building 219 and building 70 is haunted. This brick building was one side of a hospital and the basement was used as a morgue. So we all know where this is going to go. Yeah. Due to the tales of the ghostly footsteps, disembodied voices, who doesn't love creepy voices, sightings of a little boy and an older lady. I don't know if you've ever watched these shows, Perry, but... Like we all know, I like spooky. I like ghostly stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a show that you can find. I mean, I, I don't know if they're still doing it now, but you have like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Due to all these claims, the team Taps from Ghost Hunters came and actually investigated due to all of these crazy claims. Mm-hmm. And of course... Since Shannon told me about that, and she wrote down here season four, episode six, I then took it upon myself today to watch said episode from start to finish. And mind you, I've never seen an episode of Ghost Hunters. I think I've seen like bits and pieces of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And they go in and like they meet the person in building 70 that was saying like hey all these paranormal things are happening and i guess there's like a strong female presence there a lot yeah it's probably going going along with the sightings of a female there yeah and i mean they had like the workers there that were talking about how they would be working in one room um and it was like a a loading room there's lots of crates and things and then they would hear a crash like all the shelving and stuff fall fell down and all their contents went tumbling to the floor so like all of them would get up and run in and there would be nothing wrong at all like all the shelves were still up literally nothing had fallen off so that was real sketchy and then they were also seeing like shadow figures and stuff and then they would also so then the team came in they like investigated it and they didn't hear any crashing sounds but they did hear like a growling scraping noise, which is no, thank real, you. real sketchy. I'm no, sorry. If I was working in a warehouse and there was a growling scraping noise, I would find myself a new job. They also had a situation where they had like a light against another wall and periodically like a figure would block the light. Yep. So yeah, that was sketch. They did, however, find that there was one particular vent that was causing a lot of like temperature changes and like wind and noise and stuff so they were able to be like oh no these things probably aren't ghosty but these like certain things are ghosty yeah 
And like, I don't like that because I just feel like if you explain away some of it, but not all of it, you know, like if you does already Does it make eliminated- it worse or does it make it better? It makes it worse because you've already eliminated all the things that it that could be explained away and you explain those away and then what remains can't be explained away. Terrifies. So I didn't like that. They also went into, so I think there was more, I mean, there's more than just the two haunted buildings. So they went into, yeah. I believe it's called the Arnold House, which was yes there before the base. And they did some stuff in there because it claimed that like they could hear children's voices specifically in the bathroom. Um, and then so the team used like EMF, which is electromagnetic frequencies and EVP, which is electric. I don't know something you all know and they like asked the spirits like how many there were like knock for every spirit there is there was like at least five that's comforting and then they would like and like ask questions they receive a knock like at one point they asked them to like show they're there by closing a door and then another one was like turn on this light and yeah, I did oh, the flashlight test. The flashlight test, which worked really well. And uh yeah. I mean, it could be just for effect, but it's also kind of like that's so sketchy. Yeah. Super comforting. Good old um Ohio. Good old Ohio. Got to love the Midwest. So, speaking of more spooky goodness, mm-hmm. the next base we're going to cover is not necessarily a base. Yeah. But is one of the military academies, West Point in New York. Mm-hmm. This is another one, when I was doing my research, they kept on popping up as well, along with yeah. Bright Pad. So the claims that I read about is that room 4714, figures would be seen, which mm. hard pass, no thank you. Mm-hmm. This, or I don't know if it's necessarily the same figure, different figures, would flow in and out of stone walls, Real comforting. Super. And would terrify the students there. You know, yeah. gotta, gotta put fear into the students. Mm-hmm. And anyone who would be in or around those, those areas of sightings would feel cold and mm-hmm. also would feel like they're being watched. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's ever paid attention to ghost hunting or any of those shows would always tell you that if they felt a big temperature drop, there is a theory that is normally when a spirit is around is the temperature drop. So that makes sense. Or also feeling like you're being watched. Mm-hmm. Also from what I was reading is that this room in particular is not currently in use, hasn't been in use due to this, which mm-hmm. yet again makes sense due to all these claims. Okay. Um, there's also stories from students that they would see a ghostly soldier in a older uniform for the um, 1800s. So this could also all be the same spirit. No, it's not very settling. No. The Academy normally pops up whenever you look up anything haunted with the military along with New York. It has actually been deemed most haunted military bases, and it was featured on a list back in 2017 by Thrillist. Mm -hmm. T-H-R-I-L-L-S-T, naming West Point the most haunted place in New York, and also in 2019. Links for this will also be all in our notes. So if anyone wants to read these, feel free to. And another lovely fun fact, along with the claims. Perry, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren. 
Have I you? haven't. No. What? And you're from New England. I'm shocked. I well, okay. You also don't when, do spooky. I, when I see it though, I feel like I've heard M. Schultz talk about this one on That's Why We Drink. Like yes. that's I could think they do. I think I've heard something about that, but I'm not like I haven't done my own research on them or anything. Okay. So they're a couple actually from Connecticut. Or at least I don't know if they're necessarily from Connecticut, but they do resign in Connecticut. Or mm-hmm. at least they did. They're now passed. They actually used to come and talk at my high school. Fun fact. Oh no way. Every Halloween. Yeah. I'm actually really mad. That I never took the time to go to one of their like lectures because now they're now past. Oh, I'm really mad. What an opportunity! I know, right? I'm really mad. Oh my gosh. So, Ed and Lorraine are they're famously known for being ghost hunters. They are featured now in the Conjuring movies okay. with their stories of all these huge haunted stuff like Amityville Horror. So, apparently, back in the 70s, they would actually go to West Point and talk and lectures mm-hmm. about this stuff. So there is some theory that not only do they come there to talk, that they would sometimes be there for their own, um, you know, curiosity. Oh, my. I think that's crazy. Like, you're at, like, a military academy, and the ghosting is bad enough. You have professional ghosty people come in and talk about it? Like, what? Yeah, you know, no big deal. It's just, like, common knowledge at that point. <laughs> Yeah. So I also kind of looked into West Point and everything. And I guess in the 1990s, the students kept complaining about sleep paralysis. It's um, horrible. And like for me, like regardless of your beliefs in ghosts, like sleep paralysis is a very real and a very scary thing. Um, for any listeners that don't know or aren't familiar with sleep paralysis, it is a uh, sleeping disorder. And essentially what happens is during REM, you lose muscle control of your body, but your weight, your body wakes you up. So you are conscious. So imagine waking up, but you can't move. You can't open your eyes and you can't say anything or communicate, but you're fully aware of what's going on around you. But since you're in REM, the other thing that's going on is you are in a state of vivid dreaming and for specifically sleep paralysis since the beginning of documentation when people have written down about this is always a form of demon most commonly it is a succubus or the male version of a succubus that sits on your chest and sexually assaults you um that's the most common sometimes there's a demon sitting on your chest and they're just like menacing you they're just chilling yeah my husband has it not all the time he occasionally like i'd say demons annual yes he has demons uh its name is perry (laughs) uh follows him around (laughs) everywhere but yeah he's told me that when he gets sleep paralysis it's nothing on his chest but it's like there's a shadow figure in the corner that moves around and he never can quite lock on to it what it is but it's yeah. always there and he says it's always watching him and aware of him and it, and i was like i sleep in the same room as you get that out of here i do not need that in my life oh terrifying. it's so bad you know whether yeah. this is coming from the stress of being at the academy or more likely a presence and uneasiness that's causing it it's something that's widely reported and I am uncomfortable with. I don't like that at all. I would drop yeah. out of school if I were them. You have to remember, though, how hard it is 
to get into a military academy. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where you fought for years to get in. Obviously, you're not just going to throw your experience away. Right. All because of some, you know, some spooky stories. But also, like, think about having sleep paralysis all the time to the point that some people are afraid to fall asleep because they know it's going to happen yeah. to them. And you're just sleep deprived. And, like, you know you're going to run into more ghosts the more sleep deprived you get because the more vulnerable you are. And I don't yeah. like that. It's, it's a really vicious cycle. Yeah, definitely. Aren't you is. loving this, Harry? No, I don't like this, Janet. We're, we're not even halfway through the, the I know. partial okay. list I put together. All right, go on to the next so, one. <laughs> all right. So the next one is Barksdale Air Force Base down in Louisiana. Okay. So let, let me just set the tone. Both Perry and I are from, you know, the North. Mm-hmm. So the little bit of it, understanding and experience I have about the South is whatever I read or through media. Mm-hmm. Louisiana, literally every article I would read would start it out as, remember, Louisiana, voodoo, other ghostly, true, creepy true, stuff. Yeah. Let's just set that tone. The claims that I was reading is that the hospital and the cemetery were repurposed, and the joke, remind you, joke, is that mm-hmm. the dead never got the message. Okay. If that so doesn't get just- a shiver down your spine keep acting like it wasn't repurposed yeah I don't like yeah that. so it's still in their mind they're still believing it is what it is yeah like i said these are the claims i read any office on davis ave report slamming doors footsteps and even objects being thrown across the room no, no big deal no big deal no. keep in mind there's other claims that even the commissary of all sacred places the commissary and the exchange are possibly even haunted as well these buildings once where a cemetery was which is i guess was called stonewall cemetery i know perry doesn't do spooky movies Mm-mm. but anyone who's ever watched any horror movie knows the minute that a movie ever starts out with there was once a cemetery or this was once yeah. an indie indian burial ground you know it's gonna go haywire oh so yeah. Knowing that these locations were repurposed into these buildings, but once was a cemetery, I feel like it's setting up for such, you know what I mean? It's just set it up. Yes. Well, one thing I wanted to mention that's not military, but it's related, and I was thinking about mentioning it later. We're just going to talk about it now, since we're talking about cemeteries. When I was a teenager, I used to dance and then also work at a dance studio in uh i believe it used to be the grange hall or it was the upstairs of the grange hall and then in the basement was like where they had their meetings and it was right in front of the town's cemetery the town's very very old cemetery and for the dance studio the only bathroom that they had was downstairs in the basement okay and like when i tell you there were presence, presences. There was so much activity down there. And like, I am a very skeptical person when it comes to these things. But like, nobody would go down alone. Nobody. I wouldn't go down alone. The light would electrocute you if you turned it on. So most people just didn't turn it on, which of course makes it worse. 
And oh no, yeah. And if you and there was a bulkhead door directly next to where the bathroom entrance was, which abutted the cemetery. And all I'm thinking of is we're more than six feet deep. Like we are feet away from from bodies right now, and it is not too far fetched to think that maybe some of those spirits maybe wandered in. Because we are right there, and oh god, when I tell you, I mean heebie-jeebies, like shivers going all down the heebie-jeebies, your spine everywhere, and like I didn't ever see anything or like hear anything, but just that feeling of being watched. So I totally understand when you say old cemetery, don't mess with the cemetery because they will find don't mess you. with the dead. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with the dead, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. Harry knows. I'm not a believer of many things, mm-hmm. but the few things I do believe in has to do with, like, ghosts and stuff. And, like, I'm, no, you don't mess with that stuff. If the minute you get a creepy, icky vibe, you dip mm-hmm. or you sage it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another really interesting thing is not necessarily Barksdale itself, but the cities around it, which I thought, I figured why not include this, you know, just yeah. add to the creep factor. Absolutely. So the nearby cities of Shreveport? Shreveport. Shreveport. And then... Bossier? 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 Uh, very, city? very big French influence there. So it could be Bossier? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Are known for hotspots for haunting slash spooky behavior. So there's a tale about a creek crossing called Green Light Bridge. Okay. Where unexplained green lights can be seen. You know, love it. Here for it. So locals know that if they see the green lights, these green men go to run. Oh, no. If that doesn't put shivers down your spine, I don't know what else does. Now that you so see when that, I even saw I've that, heard of I was that like, before. So, yeah, for our next one, this is a pretty heavy one. Keep in mind, the base we're talking about is the joint base of Pearl Harbor slash Hickam in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So, anyone who knows about World War II or what happened at Pearl Harbor already kind of knows where this is going to go. The claim is that you had, you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor uh, claimed over 2,000 deaths of Americans that day. Between the tragedy of Pearl Harbor and then local lore, Hawaii isn't necessarily all just sunny beaches and tropical drinks. The USS Arizona boat, not boat, ship. Was it a submarine ship? Ship, yeah. Ship was uh, torpedoed and took 1,177 souls as it sank to the ocean floor. And remind you, it is still there today. Mm -hmm. we're just going to set the scene with that massive tragedy. Yeah. So many military members have reported eerie noises coming from the harbor, disembodied screams, my favorite, Mm. and electronics misbehaving. Okay. This is just coming from someone who, yet again, watches these things and pays attention to the spooky hauntings and the ghost hunter things. A lot of people connect electronics mm-hmm. to, yet again, ghostly behavior. Like, let's say you're out, quote-unquote, ghost hunting, mm-hmm. and you notice that something, like a camera, 
that had full battery before you left and started this now suddenly has none that normally is connected to some form of spirit in the area. Yeah. So it's not far-fetched to believe that electronics are misbehaving. Yeah. Or that they turn off. Like, that's just not too far-fetched for me to understand. So even better. Let's just icing on the cake right here. Base housing, or people who've been in base housing, have reported voices, footsteps, laughter, doors and cabinets opening and closing on their own, and lights flickering. Mm. So, Perry. Yes. What do you think about that? Would you want to live there in base housing now? No, but it's funny because when we were stationed in Germany, I had a friendly ghost, and she would, like, close and open the doors. Especially, there was, like, one room that I think was her room, so she would close and open that door whenever she felt like it. Um, it's one thing when you are like aware it's there and she's fine and she's not going to bother you. And it's another thing when there's disembodied screaming going on. I don't yeah, love just, that. Yeah, you know, screams. No big deal. Yeah. I guess um, I was looking at this too and there are so many ghosts. There's one specific one there that they call Charlie. And uh, it's been going on for so long and his presence has always been so well documented. I mean, since like the beginning, like right after this happened, that it's um, not uncommon for locals to respond with, oh, that's just Charlie. Whenever water faucets turn themselves on or radio station switch or heavy doors swing back and forth. What? Yes. But they say he's friendly. So it's kind of the same idea. They just don't really pay any attention to it. They just like turn the water faucets off. And um, you mentioned that the USS Arizona has stayed in um, memoriam. I think that's a word. And they have also museum there as well that you can go to Mm -hmm. and pay your respects. And the staff there have said that after closing the museum, they'll do a final walkthrough and everything to make sure that everything was off and locked and stuff. But the next day, sometimes the staff will come in to open the museum and they'll hear water running. Okay, and this is after no one's been let in and they'll go into the men's restroom and the sinks will be all, all the sinks will be running at full blast, but the water goes right up to the edge, but never over the edge. Okay. Which I don't like. Choices. Yeah, I mean, at least they didn't make a mess. No, no messes, just inconvenience. Oh, probably messing up the water bill. Imagine coming in. Let's say you went to Dunks. You didn't get the order right. You're not having a good day. You closed the night before. You're opening up. You're, you're short-staffed. Okay, you're not having a great day. You walk in. The first thing you do is hear running water. And you're like, mm. the ghost. <laughs> I'm sorry. The ghost of strict again. I'm sorry. I would walk out. I'd be like, no. No, I'm going to work from home today. <laughs> oh, I hate that. So... Another thing, this is more Hawaii-based, which I've been to Hawaii. I went actually my senior year of high school to go see Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so you've been there. You know exactly yes, the building. Been there. Yeah. Um, I won't lie. It's been like 10 years. So my remembrance is barely yeah. gone. But I remember it being really, I remember it being very beautiful, but I won't lie. I'm pretty sure I said I felt really heavy mm-hmm. and for me when I say something feels heavy I just feel like I don't know this very spiritual heaviness and it's like I know don't want to spend much time there you know like that yeah. eerie feeling yeah so 
one of the rules for Hawaii, which is something I have also heard on other podcasts who have covered this, mm-hmm. is that a local lore is that you never take from the island without permission. And one mm-hmm. of the big things is that people like to steal lava rocks because, you know, mm-hmm. Hawaii volcanoes, I don't know. Yeah. They want to use it as a souvenir. The biggest rumor is that you don't take anything without permission and that if you do take anything off the island, there's a curse placed on you. And from what I've heard through other podcasts and reading about this is that people that work there will get mail of these rocks back because people steal them and they have to send them back to break the curse. Or at least that's what they believe they have to do. But normally after this point, there's horrible things that have happened to these people that stole from the island. So, yeah, if you ever decide to go on a subtropical or a fully tropical Mm -hmm. getaway to Hawaii, don't take stuff. Don't take stuff. Especially not sacred stuff. Or, like, things from the environment. Take, what was it? Take nothing but pictures and leave nothing but footprints or memories. I don't remember. Whatever that is. No, something cute. Something cute. Do that something cute. Long story short, don't steal. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. So. The last state side we want to cover is Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Perry, yes. Do you know anything about Leavenworth? I, I mean, I know it's where you go if you do a when you really break the law. Um, yeah, I actually this is I did not write this down, but I just thought about it and it just made me excited. So we're gonna talk about it. There was we're a gonna talk about it. we're gonna talk about it. It's my podcast. I can do what I want to. Um, okay, back in the day between 1950 and 10 years ago uh there was a man that murdered i believe it was a woman and her child and they like pinned it on the garbage man it was not the garbage man it was this guy who is a garbage human being but he's not a sanitation worker okay so they tried him for murder and they didn't have enough evidence at that time because it was long enough ago that like dna and da 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 Mm-hmm. So he got away with it. And anyways, like right after he got away with it, they were able to come up with more evidence that he did do this thing. Um, and they're like, "Ooh, we can't try him because double jeopardy. You can't be tried again yep. for the same exact crime. But like, boom, he was in the military once. Once you win the military, you can still be charged by the military. And it's not the same thing. And they charged him and they sent yep. him to Leavenworth. So mm, there's that. So basically Leavenworth. Prisoners. Prisoners. Jail. Yep. Good Mm -hmm. You know, good stuff. Yeah. So here are the claims for this location. This base is known as one of the most haunted army bases, Mm -hmm. documenting close to three dozen, not three, three dozen haunted houses. That's too many. Yeah, one too many in my opinion. So when when I was reading your notes on it, I also looked it up. And uh, just to kind of see what all happened there, because, you know, I knew it was a prison. And I guess there was a prisoner uprising during World War II, and the guards were, they were executing 14 prisoners, right? And one was dying every hour on the gallows, because they still did gallows, which is hanging people. Yep. (laughs) The problem was, though, is that they were taking so long to die, because hanging is a bad way to kill people, that they ended up using the elevator shaft to hang people, because they needed something with, like, a low enough floor. And that's just (laughs) disgusting. 
And so they were using elevator shaft in the admin building. Like these secretaries did nothing to you. And instead now they're constantly haunted. It's like hearing screams and everything in the elevator shaft. And can you imagine a scream that's echoing through an elevator shaft while you're just trying to go to work? Remind you, elevators are already extremely unsettling for some people. Oh, yeah. I know there's real fears of people who will not go in elevators. I'm just saying this does not help. No, absolutely not. Mm -mm. I don't like that at all. One of the buildings I did read about is one of the haunted buildings called the Rooker. Still houses military families. And families still live there. Oh, good. Which, by the way, if you look this up, you can actually find videos of families live there and talk about their experience and they're saying that there's claims that there's no noises and voices you know the good stuff yeah yeah. keeping things interesting mm-hmm. another great thing is you know why not embrace the spooky yes every year the museum does a annual tour the last one that was shown was obviously 2020 haunted for leavenworth tour okay. that normally sells out remind yeah. you when i actually pulled up the link for this Mm-hmm. They were already saying tickets go on sale in September. So if you're someone who's in the area, wants to go check out something cool and spooky, tickets go on sale in September, get on that. I um, have because, like, it's still a prison. So do you just, like, get a tour of all the people currently in prison? <laughs> that um, seems inappropriate. It didn't really specify. Okay. I'm guessing probably hit all the hot spots. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they even point out like the admin building that has yeah. supposedly a really haunted uh, elevator shaft. Yeah. I understand I did mostly stateside, but out of every single list I was reading, <laughs> Kadena Air Base shows up multiple times. And on these lists, they would make multiple entries or if not, their section would just be, like, pages long. And I could definitely confirm. Stuff is ooky spooky. Yeah. I'm just going to go over the claims. So one of the biggest claims is that building 2283, remind you, it is Kadena Base Housing, mm-hmm. once stood, now gone, used to be a single-family house. There's various different stories about this location. Mm-hmm. Normally the story is that a family was murdered in the house mm-hmm. and it's been from there that every family that's lived in there has dealt with tragedy or the family has died or they killed each other. Oh, so God. long story short, it's one of those buildings that has alleged family murders. You know, yeah. no big deal. I think, and I could be wrong, it could be a different house, but I also read that there is a house where a U.S. troop, supposedly, as the legend said, actually bludgeoned his wife to death, I believe, in the living it's room. It's the same. It's the it's same the one. Same. And people yeah. that have lived in there have reported seeing, like, blood red stains that will come and go on their carpet, which yeah. I don't like, and also makes me think you might have a mold problem. Um, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I there's think- not mold issues whatsoever here. Is that also the same house where there's a samurai ghost, or was that a different yep. house? Nope, I'm pretty sure it's the same, same one. House. Can you imagine just a fully armed samurai being in your house? I just would riding a horse through it and run deal. away. Yeah, I I guess it doesn't really do anything to them other than it, like appears to the people that live in there. Yeah, it's there's a lot of stories about this particular building that is now gone. Mm-hmm. I 
couldn't include every single story because obviously we'd be here for the next hour going over every yeah. story. So I just choose to pick some of it yeah. and kind of include parts of it. So obviously I am encouraging people to go do their own research. Yeah. Because why not? Because why not? What else you got going on? Halloween's coming up. Exactly. So the house was des- was destroyed. It was taken down. Every year they like to do a spooky Halloween tour. And this is normally one of the hot spots. Even though the house doesn't stand now, I wouldn't be surprised if they still go buy it anyway because of mm-hmm. all the crazy stories that follow the property now. Mm-hmm. So this is taking place, this one claim, during the time frame of when the house still stood. Apparently during one of the tours, the tour could hear a landline ringing from inside the house. I saw that too. Remind you, it was disconnected many years prior. Mm. Ringing? Ringing to who? From home? From who? Who knows? Another really, this is something that kind of really makes my hair stand on edge. This is actually probably when I got real creeped out in my own house by myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) researching this, is that there's another claim that the daycare that was next door, I don't know if it still is now, um, was having issues with children throwing their toys up and over the fence to this house. Okay. And the claims are is that the children would throw their toys over because supposedly the kids that were living there needed to use their toys or wanted to use them. Remind you, no one lives there. So there's, right there alone, makes me go, great, ghost children, my favorite, terrifying. What Let's does that, go for that. What does that remind you of right off the bat, though? Black-eyed kids. Oh, my God. I didn't think about the black-eyed kids. Oh, my yeah, skin just crawled. I know. Oh. That's one of those things. You can't talk about the black-eyed kids. You're going to see them. Enjoy your life. And mm, don't canella. You're welcome. Don't open the door today. <laughs> On a positive note, not really. Not really? He's getting worse. Not really. Another ghost story is that there's a world, in World War II, there's a soldier that will walk up to the gate. I don't know if this is Kadena, because I've heard rumor that mm-hmm. it's other bases this happens. Okay. That a World War II soldier will walk up to the gate guard and ask for smoke and a light. Mm-hmm. And then apparently will just walk off and then vanish. Which, that's terrifying all on its own. Because obviously this happens at night, not broad daylight. When we found out we were coming to this neck of the woods, the first thing I did was look up Okinawa, Japan on YouTube, obviously. Yeah. For me to see what's going on. And one of the things that kept on popping up was all these spooky things. And one of the things that popped up is this really, I don't want to say famous, but very easy to find video, which we do plan on including, Mm -hmm. is that there at one of the gates, you can actually see a ghostly figure circle through the line of sight of the camera. Yeah. So apparently that's, you know, not uncommon here. I feel bad for those gate guards, man. Night gate guards, they're always the people that they like the least. They put them on night gate guard duty so no one has to deal with them. And then they get haunted. Like, that seems excessive. It's just rude. So in this video, obviously, when I'm done watching this 40-second clip, I scroll down to the comments. Who doesn't read comments? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the comments are from people who previously lived here 
And a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw shadows, noises. I would see whole body ghosts. A lot of really scary stuff. Just keep that in mind, you know, all these different stories of people on base, off base, things they see, things that they don't want to see, but they can't unsee. One thing that you didn't mention that I did want to bring up just because it was on every single ghosty Kadena thing I saw. And I think it's so strange is I guess the 18th wing at Kadena sports a yellow patch with a black chicken prominently featured with its wings in the air, seemingly surrendering. And I guess that uh, the story goes that during the Korean War, the 18th Wings pilots were forced to abandon their crew chiefs at the base because it was being overrun at the time. And then the maintainers, like, surrendered to them, okay? And then they were hung by safety wire by the enemy. And supposedly the wire is still hanging on, um... it says Osan. Isn't Osan in Korea? Yeah. Did they take them away from Japan and hang them in Korea? Oh, I get it. Because they weren't in Japan at the time. Yeah. Ah, they were deployed to Korea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The ones that were left behind were hung in the strings. Sorry, guys. Standing in Osan. I had to work through that one. But yeah. um, Hey, man. It's late night. It's late night for you. And now we want to touch on anything that we specifically have seen. And I can't say that I have. I don't, I've never lived on base and I really don't spend a whole lot of time on bases. But I did want to mention when Shannon and I were stationed together, it wasn't our base exactly, but there was um, Bitburg Military School, which is now where the people, I believe it's like high school age, it's like older kids go to school. And it used to be like a Nazi training ground. So there's a lot of evil residual lingering in there. Yeah. Um, There was like screams that couldn't be traced back to anybody. Got it. Disembodied screams. Love it. Yep. What about you, Shannon, since you spend more time on military (laughs) bases? This is actually something a little bit more in the last couple of years that happened to me actually Mm -hmm. here in Okinawa. Mm -hmm. I will not say the base. Okay. Due to safety stuff. Um, I was at work. I was by myself at this office, and it was after 5 o'clock, which was the time that we closed at that time. And I remember I had, like, one or two customers, and I was like, okay, once I get them out, I can just close up and get out of here. Mind you, among our staff, we have all talked about this office being creepy, having creepy moments, and just we don't mess with it. I already had the lights in the back turned off. Because I was just about to run out the door when people came in, and I have to continue to help them. Mm-hmm. He was standing in front of me. I was helping him out, doing whatever we need, whatever it was. And out of nowhere, it sounded like a huge box. It sounded like a really huge box that's probably like 15, 20 pounds. I honestly don't know the way. It was big enough to have enough weight to it mm-hmm. that when dropped, it echoed. Okay. And it literally sounded like this box full of equipment behind a wall mm-hmm. got dropped. Remind you, I'm the only one in the building beside the customer who's physically in front of me. Mind you, he's military. He jumped. I yeah. just stood there and like scrunched up. 
and he could see the lights were off in the back and he just looked at me and goes, what was that? And I go, sir, we're not going to talk about it. Let's get you taken care of so we can both leave. Yeah. And he looked at me like, you're not going to go look at it? I'm like, no, 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 no. I've seen one too many horror movies to know how this ends. We're going to do what we need to. I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to lock up shop and we're just going to leave. So that was one of those experiences because I've had a few other really weird experiences, but that was the one that topped it. Mm-hmm. And I have tons of other stories. Like I'm, I'm planning on sharing and sprinkling it over the next several episodes. So have fun, guys. Yeah. It sounds Happy, like that's... you know, was it? Sweet dreams. Yeah, sweet dreams. I know. We're, of course, recording this right before I need to go to bed, too. So thanks so much. Appreciate that. No, I'm here for you, Perry. So, Perry, yes. do you have any uh, final thoughts on any of these? Um, I just want to leave it that I have had some clear-cut paranormal experiences. So, although I'm a skeptic, I guess I'm a believing skeptic. But I do have to say most of my experiences overall have been positive ghost experiences. Um, and I just want to say, I just want to, I need to leave it there for myself before I go to bed. Is there anything you wanted to leave us with? Don't ruin my positive thing I have going here. What do you have to say, Shannon? Any last closing remarks? Um, like I said, I don't believe in much. Um, Mm -hmm. I am a little bit on the more skeptical side because I will try to immediately try to be like, oh, it was just the blah, blah, blah. You try to ignore it. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say, though, as someone who grew up in a haunted house, you just don't mess with certain things. And I feel like that's why we're here to talk about it, because why not? You know, it's our podcast, and we say what we want, and I want to talk ooky, spooky, goody, good stuff over the next, uh, you know, two months. So, you know, everyone enjoy. Yes. Dreams. And speaking of that, though, um, we would love to have an entire episode of just our listener spooky stories. So if anybody has spooky stories that they want to share, you can send us an email, shoot us a DM, send me a voice recording. I don't even care. Like, just send us whatever. We would love to share it um, as we celebrate Shannon's birth month and talk about all the things Perry is uncomfortable talking about. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is this is my when bread and butter. It's gonna make Perry so uncomfortable. <laughs> when my birth month comes around, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Maybe like cats. It's just gonna be like a month of cats. <laughs> but, I mean, I have plenty of stuff to talk about with that because I have two crazy cats. I just inhaled a bug. Um, <laughs> so I don't. I. Uh, I think we should just end this now. Oh All right, guys. Uh, back in, in two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to try to get this bug out of my mouth. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> this is devolving. All right. Jim, this has been great. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening this week. If you want to get in touch with us, please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. We're at PSW of Orders Podcast on Instagram. You can, of course, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback or suggestions for an episode. If you want to get more involved, you can always join the Millstone Muster community and you can chat with us or any other wonderful military spouse in our community. We love hearing back from you all. You're literally the reason we do this. If you can, please rate, review, and subscribe to PSB of Orders wherever you listen to your podcast. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in in two weeks for our next episode.